0: All right, guys. The Four Agreements by Don Miguel Ruiz. I read up through page nine, so I guess I called it page. Um, four point three, I don't know what I was writing, but basically I read part of five page of page five yesterday and then the rest of page five today through page nine. And so it's still the first chapter and they start talking about um what's called, you know, the process of domestication of humans and so he goes into explaining, you know, how we start looking for a reward um as we're growing up, as we're learning, as we're being trained in all these so called agreements, um we learn and you know, develop belief systems of our own based on what we're taught, um, and the way that we're taught is initially through a form of reward and punishment, and and, and then that leads us to go from, um, you know, seeking, uh, Basically, seeking to avoid punishment and to avoid not receiving a, a reward. And then from there, the reward goes into um, just talking about um, like social like human relationships and so we kind of start tying this concept of reward into relationships and um, the reward becomes, you know, the attention in the relationships but then we also still have all these beliefs um, that we've been taught that are kind of ingrained into us at a certain point too um I'm curious to know how similar or different this is from attachment theory and psychology um I'm also curious to know how um Like, I'm pretty curious to know, like, how, um, just kind of how people, I guess, would address, you know, this idea of beliefs and relationships and some form of compatibility, um, kind of forming social circles and things like that. Um, I don't know if it's going to go into that because I kind of stopped through page 9, so I guess we'll have to find out. I don't have a whole lot of deep thoughts on this this morning. Um, that's kind of just where my head goes about it, just a quick and simple, you know, set of ideas. But you know what kind of comes to mind like in like mostly is when they talk about things like faith um belief systems you know religions television you know learning kind of like terminology and stuff like that um mm, Maybe this has nothing to really do with it, but maybe it does. Um, You know, the more I start studying about cults, because they're so extreme, you know, the more I can kind of dissect kind of some kind of uh, religious programming and all different types of programming, not just religious. I'd say education in general, the educational system. Like, I can't remember who it was. I think it was... Someone on Bad Queers podcast where I first heard them mentioning. Um, dude, what? There's this dog. I don't know where this dog is. It's loud. But, anyways, um. Um. There was this, yeah, the cults and the, um, I guess kind of, you know, the, the different types of belief systems that people have, like the education system, yeah. And then they were saying <clears throat> that, you know, most of school textbooks... I think it was maybe public school textbooks, but most of uh, school textbooks are by McGraw-Hill or whatever company. And I was thinking about it and I was like, yeah, I think most of my textbooks when I was growing up were from that company. And I believe they say it's based in Texas. And when you think of it, it's like, okay, there's a system set up to take standardized testing. And the standardized testing, you know, scores kind of determines how the school gets rated and labeled. And you're learning from these books that the majority of them are from a certain place. And you're set up with this curriculum to help you pass these tests. You're supposed to be teaching to the test. And it's like, okay, does that seem like actual education? you know, or does it sound like programming, and when you start learning more, I mean, I started learning more later on in life, like researching stuff for myself, like I'd say in my youth and in my teens, because I was raised in a religion, I was very much into studying religion, not just the religion I grew up in, but a lot of different religious related things, spirituality and all kinds of stuff like that. Um, you know, I was never really all that into, like, television after a certain point. Like, there's a lot of mainstream stuff that just doesn't appeal to me. I'm not trying to be, like, rebellious about it or, like, oh, I need to be so different, but it's, it's not like that. It's just, I really just literally don't care about any of that information. Like, none of it appeals to me. Like, I hate commercials. I hate you know, the structure of how things are. I feel like commercials like break my attention way too much, and I just want to watch the show. Now, I'm not saying I don't watch shows or movies or anything. I mean, I like YouTube. I like Netflix. I pay for YouTube premium, so I don't have to hear ads and all this kind of stuff. And I like Netflix, because Netflix is cool. Um, it's movies, shows. But I. I kind of tend to stay away from Netflix a little more than I do YouTube. Like, I try to watch a movie every day. I try. (laughs) Um, Sometimes, and it's almost like I force myself to do it just so I'm not so disconnected from, like, everything, you know. Um, You know, and I'll go on YouTube and watch some stuff that's, like, about popular opinions and things. But a lot of that, honestly, is forced. A lot of that kind of stuff I do not care to listen to or watch or think about or remember or care for or spend energy with. I just don't care about any of it. Like, nothing of it actually genuinely interests me for the most part. Um, So... You know, I like YouTube because I can type in what I actually want to know and not just have a certain category where it's like, these are the categories of channels to choose from and this is what's coming on at what time. Pick if you want to watch any of it at what time, you know, like, you know, pick when you want to be available, pick when you want to be ready to watch this or save it and watch it later. Like, to me, it's just too much little distractions and You know, it's, like, too much information. Like, to me, it's overwhelming and overstimulating. Um, Like, maybe because I got used to kind of, like, you know, looking for what I'm interested in and trying to, like, learn about that information on my own. That's kind of my style of entertainment is, like, what's on my mind that I want to kind of know about. And then just go look for it in a book or whatever and I already know that books and YouTube and all this stuff these are other people's ideas so I like to hear other people's ideas that are kind of similar maybe to how I'm thinking but that expand on it and then I like to hear alternative ideas that are not necessarily how I would look at it and see kind of what I think about that and I've kind of been that way for a while um with a lot of things and so I find it really difficult to really care about a lot of a lot of things like um I find it overwhelming to have to deal with televisions and all these kind of things like to me it's just like a distraction like I find it hard you know You know, my parents want to have dinner or lunch or something. And then they go in and they turn on the TV in the living room. And it's like, you know, like, I don't need the TV on. Like, I don't want it on. You know what I mean? It's like, I just wanted to sit here and eat, you know. Even if it's quiet, I don't really care. Um, I don't mind silence. Like, yeah, it's awkward. Sometimes it's uncomfortable, but I'd rather have awkward and uncomfortable silence than background noise of stuff that I don't want to hear about, or know about, or learn about, or just something distracting my thoughts too much. Like, I'd rather just have silence, honestly. Like, it's fine to have nothing to say. It's fine to not want to share anything with each other. That's perfectly fine. I'd rather just deal with that discomfort, honestly. Um And... Yeah, like, it's pretty, um, I guess kind of tempting to, uh, maybe look at how it is that we think for ourselves, um. I think in this country, in Western society today, it's really hard to do. Um, I always found it interesting when you listen to or watch like video footage, like old video footage or audio footage of like the 50s and like a little bit before that, like kind of before people started. Having TVs too much, and you kind of listen to people talking um, and the things that they say. And a lot of times, you kind of hear people like say stuff, you know, they'll be like like, uh, talking about an idea or something. And you kind of notice the way people talk today. Versus the way people used to talk back then. Like, I think I've talked about this before. Like, you kind of notice how they are. How they how they word things. And you start noticing, you know, there's a lot of cliche say- sayings nowadays. Like, nowadays, like, people don't really, like, express themselves very individually. They kind of have this way of just, like, stating something, you know? Um... I often use this example that, you know, one of my friends once was telling me. Um, I don't know if it, I think it was like a loss in her family or something. It was like a coworker friend. Like, you know how it's like you can be friendly with a coworker, but you're not like necessarily hanging out outside of work. But like, we would text off and on or like talk at work during breaks or lunch a little bit or something if we were like, just the two of us, but, you know, we didn't, like, hang out. Like, I hung out with people from work, but, like, they were never fully, like, hanging out with me and all the others, you know. Um, when we actually went out and stuff, this person didn't want to join or couldn't join or whatever. But, you know, I would say, you know, we were co-worker friends. You know, we were friendly. Uh, we got along good. And so I would talk to them. <clears throat> I would... You know, um, you know, like, I wasn't perfect, like, I, you know, like, I was getting to know them and stuff too, but, you know, we had a good, you know, uh, relationship, friendship at work, and I remember once they were talking to me about a loss that they had, like, I don't know if it was a family member, I can't remember the details, but it was something that was, you know just something that they decided to share with me, like, oh, I lost this person in my life or, like, something, and I was like, you know, I don't remember what I said, I don't remember at all what I said, Um, but all they said back to me was kind of like, wow, thank you for the message that you sent back to me, and, like, I feel like you actually took time to, like, write a message and everybody else was kind of just saying the same, like, oh, like, sorry for your loss, like, my condolences, like, that kind of thing, like, there was, I guess, not, like, anything, anything, like, unique Uh, in the way that people were approaching her situation, they were kind of, like, saying kind of, like, what everybody else says, and... I was kind of feeling like, okay, like, because I remember specifically when I was writing that message to them, I was like, how do I actually feel about this situation, you know? And I kind of just said, I don't know what I said, but say I said something like, well, I I know that I don't know this person, and, you know, thanks for sharing that part of your life with me because I know we don't really talk, it's not easy to, like, talk about, like, if there's something negative going on, or whatever, I don't know what I said, but I said something that, you know, they were like, you know, I could tell you actually cared about how you were responding, and I was like, I did care, you know, and that was, my whole point was to try to show that I cared by what I was saying, even though I was like, well, I don't, I, it, it was real, I was like, I don't know this person that they lost i've never met this person you know um i don't you know it's a coworker. like i don't really know like where's like what they are um expecting from me as far as like what is the best response i could give to be supportive to them because like we don't really know each other like that too good like we're not um, like, super close personal friends outside of work, and I was, like, you know, I know it's professional, like, but, you know, that they are also, like, a friend, you know, but it's, like, I know we've kind of got, like, this professional friendship kind of thing, and, you know, I wasn't trying to be too overwhelming or whatever, but it was, like, I was just trying to express that, like, like, kind of, like, thanks for telling me, I hope you're okay, you know, I hope you and your family are okay, and, just so they know, you know, I care about them, and if they want to talk about it, I'm there, but also I know that, like, maybe they don't, maybe it would be awkward, maybe, you know, they don't feel like talking about it, but I was grateful that they took the time to share what was going on, and I don't know what I said, I really don't know what I said, like, um, I could probably go back through the notes, through my messages and look it up, but I really don't remember what I said to this person, um... But I do remember, like, the experience. And I do remember that they were um, um, able to, you know, tell that I cared just from a message I sent. And that was the whole point, you know, of replying to that message. Um, My point wasn't just to say something say, say something, you know, and I'm not saying there's anything wrong with saying, like, the cliche kind of stuff, but it's, like, I don't know, like, I feel like when I've had experiences in my life, when people say something just cliche, I'm, like, do you even care, you know, like, you know, like, <laughs> it, it's, like, okay, like, you know, sometimes it's, it's, You know, I don't know. Sometimes it's, like, you can tell that people might not put in an effort, you know? Um, And it's fine. Like, people don't have to always be, like, putting in, like, deep effort into, like, responding to messages and things. That's not what I'm saying. It's just, you know, I think it, it, it has become more common to, you know not to not really put in a lot of effort into communication and to just let it become like cliche sayings and like just this disconnection from from you know actually like interacting with people and then also, you know, using all the kind of programmed language and the programmed way of thinking. Um, cause we're not, you know, like, we don't have to be programmed, basically. Um, but yeah, like, I mean, everybody jokes and is like, oh, like, I've, hear- I've heard it more now than almost ever, like, the matrix was a very popular movie very popular series and but the first one especially was like super popular and i remember going to see it and being like blown away and it also was complex so i didn't like fully understand it when i first saw it but i just knew it had a lot of depth to it um and i was like whoa this is intense you know I knew it was something intense and, like, realistic and futuristic, but kind of, like, the beginning of, like, that time period, like, the now. Like, I think the first time something hit me about, like, how much programming kind of really goes on uh, is... Uh, when it comes to, uh, what's it called? If you guys remember Y two K, um, there was something about that time period that I that I realized, you know. That I was like, wait. You know what would really happen if everything got disconnected? Like, why? Why is that an issue? You know, like. Like there would be benefits to it as well, but it's like they're like, oh, the banks will set back, like, all the numbers will set back, therefore, our banks won't work, and we won't get our money, and if we don't have our money, we can't eat, we can't buy stuff, we can't, you know, do stuff the way we used to, you know, you could work and not get paid, you know, and stuff like that, and, you know, you're gonna struggle to survive more, because we're so reliant on the system, Um, and that was probably the first time that it hit me, that I was like, you know, do I really want to rely on this system that much? Because what am I really getting out of it, you know? Comfort, you know, comfort and ease and predictability. You know, I don't have to go wake up every day and go figure out what I'm going to go hunt or pick or dig or create like that. Like, I mean, we all have to put in effort and work, but it's in a different way, you know, I'm not relying on nature. I mean, I am, indirect more indirectly. It's directly, but it's more indirectly. Um like if there was if there are droughts and floods and all that, like you know, we definitely notice a difference uh you know, in things like as far as like what how much food costs and all that kind of stuff. Um But even just, you know, quality of life and everything is like, you know, like, we're kind of expected to always want to be leveling up and everything, and that's fine. Um, And I know, too, like, nowadays, it's like, you kind of have to do it, even if you don't want to, because... Otherwise, you're not going to be able to afford to live like you kind of have to make those decisions now versus before it was a little more optional. You can make a little less money and not have to really worry too much. Um, But yeah, right now, that's not really the case. And I do hear people talking a lot about the matrix, you know plugging in or unplugging from the matrix, and it's like, you know, I find myself oftentimes in a day just like, like, I don't know, it's like, it. it's like, I don't, it's really hard to describe, but it's like, when people say, you know, I I felt disconnected from reality, like, I guess... I get into flow states very often and very easily in my day. Like, I like to just delve into something. Like, I'll get something on my mind and I'm like, I want to know a lot about this. Like, this is really interesting to me. And I'll start researching stuff or I'll start listening to music or I'll start watching a video or just sitting and, like, thinking in my own thoughts about something and just kind of trying to... You know, look at different angles of stuff when I really want to think on something. And I'll get in that kind of mindset, and then, you know, it'll be like a long time that I'll be in there, you know? And, um, like, I don't think that's bad, but you know i i i do kind of notice myself going like i can kind of tell the difference between like the programmed world and then like the world that i'm kind of like you know passively like i'm in and i've stepped back from it and i'm like in it but i'm kind of actually thinking for myself and doing things for myself and doing what i actually want to do you know but i feel like a lot of people don't do that. They stay connected to this programmed phase for a really long time, like days, hours on end and they never step out from it and I don't know, I find it really hard to connect with people who are like that, who are just like constantly glued you know, to something like like I always find it interesting and it's not I don't know I don't want to be because I do it too but like and sometimes it depends on like the clothing that you wear but if you think about the last time you went out to dinner you're out to dinner with your friends or family or whatever or even at home eating and I'm saying like sometimes you wear clothes where you're like sitting let's think about cell phones and sometimes you wear clothes where you're sitting with your phone in your back pocket, so you're going to take it out of your pocket when you sit at a table, you know, put it on the table. But I started noticing this, that, you know, when I go out with my friends, almost everybody takes their phone out of their pocket and puts it on the table face up, right? Now, why? Like, why... Like, we're all there in the room together. Why do they need their phones out face up, right? It's like, I get it. A lot of people have partners. Some people have kids. But you can't eat a meal without checking your phone. Without having to have it open or to be able to see notifications or to check to see if there's notifications. Most people cannot do that. You know, most people bring their phone to the dinner table. You know, most people bring their phone with them, you know, in the house, you know, which is fine, you know. But also, it's like, when you think about it... Like, I do think about, okay, like, if I go in the bathroom and I'm, like, gonna be a while. Like, sometimes I want to watch something or, like, read a quick email or something, you know, or when I go places, I want to, you know, um, you know, have the phone with me when I leave the house. But, I don't know, the level of, like, noise and distraction and things that people are used to, and I'm not used to all that. Level Like, I I definitely step outside of it multiple times a day, or need to, and sometimes I don't. Some days I don't. Um, Some days I'll stay in it, and that's when I notice that I'm, like, really anxious and stressed out. So I've learned to kind of, like, step away, because it helps me to step away. Um, you know, I have days like yesterday where I was doing, like, a meditation every hour. I'll probably do that today, too. Um... I find that kind of thing helpful, though, you know? It's like, why wouldn't I want to do that? You know, why wouldn't I want to disconnect? You know? Um, you know, I find it just, you know, if I didn't have hobbies like podcasting and that kind of thing, like online stores and those types of things, I would probably want to have more full days, where I'm not online. Um, but because I don't have that, you know, I, you know, I do go online. But I do try to make it at least a little bit productive, I guess. Um, but yeah, that's that's kind of all I really have to think on, you know, like, on that, on that note, you know, like, like, I don't think I'm better than anybody. I just, you know, find it frustrating that everyone seems kind of like locked into a system that I don't want to be locked into. And I only know, like, a select few people who don't want to lock into it. Like, like I've often said this, like, I don't think I could live with somebody who has a television. You know, I don't think I could marry a person who has a TV. Like, to me, it's just not something that I'm super okay with, I guess. Um, and it's just, I don't know, there's just a lot of stuff that I'm like, you know, I've had to get comfortable with disconnecting from it, or staying disconnected from it, um but yeah, it can be a a bit of a challenge, um But anyways, I'm going to get on with my morning. It's 9.30 a.m. Have a good Sunday.